Hello and welcome to the Farm Diversity Podcast, Fresh Starts in Farming. My name is Victoria Galligan and I'm the editor of Farm Diversity magazine. Today we're talking to Victor Giannandria, who is a business mentor based in the northwest of England. Victor works with Community and Business Partners, a not-for-profit organisation which helps people take their business to the next level. One of Victor's most successful projects was his work with Celia Gaze on the Wellbeing Farm. Celia has created a popular wedding menu on a working farm in Lancashire, with Victor's advice. So how did he help a struggling rural business to spread its wings? I met up with Victor to find out more. The magazine, as you know, is, is about looking at different ways of making money from your rural business, from your farm, yeah. essentially. And Celia's done that, hasn't she? So where did where did you start with with oh, yeah. well, rural uh, business? Basically, Victoria, when <clears throat> I was called in because um, Celia had got some funding. She got some funding um, <clears throat> and um, the funder was from European Union and when the European Union was given out the funding, um, what they do is they want to make sure that that funding is spent in the right area. Mm-hmm. So what they do is they send people like myself in to make sure that the funding is going towards what she says in her business plan. Yeah. Now I had never met Celia before, yeah. but before I take people on, because <coughs> uh, I'm a mentor obviously, um, and before I take people on, I actually interview them a bit like this. Mm. Because the business is it's all about people, right? Mm-hmm. It's not about the product itself. The product is actually secondary, in my view. So I look at, I look at the people and interview the people. And if, I, if they're kind of like what I think they should be in their, in their plan, um, and they've got the right attitude, uh, the right direction, and the right feeling, and the right passion for what they're doing, I will buy them, and therefore I will then invest in them. And so it's all about um, it's all about the people in the business. So I've turned down numerous businesses because I didn't think the people had the passion or the the skill to actually carry out the business plan. Now that's quite important. She had about 14 or 15 different revenue streams. Yeah. And all those revenue streams that she had were all taking up time, yeah. energy, and the majority of them, 90% of it, was just a distraction. Yeah, I think she had like a cookery school going on, didn't she? Right. And a cafe, a, a bit of a bar. Yeah. And she was sort of trying to run. Um, fun days and things like that as well, wasn't she? Think about community stuff. So when I got there at first, I said, the first thing I said to her, well, tell you, tell me what you're doing. She's oh, I'm doing this, this, this now. She wasn't focusing on any, she was focused on a dozen. Mm. Um, she got herself into trouble, um, business was hemorrhaging, money, uh, there was no money there virtually. Um, she ended up paying her VAT bill by a credit card. Um, she'll tell you all this or something. Yeah, she has done, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it was nothing but tears. Yeah. I thought, oh gosh, 
this wasn't like how I saw it at first, but I'd already committed myself to do it. So then I thought to myself, right, what do we do here? So I had another chat with her. Don't forget, this was officially six visits, two hours per visit, and it would have been about 12, 12 hours sort of business consultation. Well, yeah. that's, lasted, that's lasted six years. <laughs> <laughs> but I find that a lot of my clients I'm still with are because you can't leave them because yeah. you bring them to a certain level and you just think, well, that's it, bye-bye, off. Now, 12 hours is not enough. No. Um, probably six years is too much, but somebody <laughs> say, but you can't leave them. You can't just leave them. So we then decided to write, okay, Celia, tell me what you're doing and tell me how much money you've made out of each of these things. Well, you know, we're doing a lot on um, afternoon teas. So afternoon teas was one of the things. So how much are you making on afternoon tea? Well, 15 pound a time. 15 to 15 pound. How many of you know? Well, we've sold about a dozen, 20. So, okay. What was the one thing that you actually made a lot more money off than anything else? So she's quite, Quite instantly, she says, well, I actually did a wedding last month. Somebody came up wanted to have a place for a wedding, so we did it up there. How much did you make there? We made about two and a half thousand pounds. So what does that tell you, Celia? So don't forget another thing, Victoria, is that I can't tell anybody what to do. Mm. I just ask the questions and they do it themselves. So they then have ownership. Mm. If I start telling them what to do, then they've lost it. You get, you get a lot of resistance, I think, don't you? Correct. Like that. So well, I don't do that. To be a, a mentor, you've got the only thing you've got to take into the meeting is your experience and your and your knowledge. You leave your ego at the door. Mm. If you bring your ego in with you, it's all a case of I've done this and I've done that, and they go, "Well, who is this? Mm. I don't want that either." So what we then do is we then just said to Celia, "Right, what? What? Tell me about this wedding." Well, we made about two and a half thousand quid in the wedding. Do you think we should? Maybe do a lot more, more wedding. Oh, I'd love to, she says. Oh, that was it. So was that before she'd converted the barn, the big barn? Or was um, that after she'd converted it? That was during. Right. She had actually... But, I mean, the barn then was not like what it is today. No, no. Nothing like it. I mean, it was still... I mean, it was dust on the floor. It was, the horses had just left. <laughs> the, the, it was a working farm. It was a working barn. farm, barn, yeah. yeah. And we had straw bales all the way around and... It was uh, birds and bats. Oh, jeez. But some people liked it. And we thought, right, okay. So we did a bit of research on it. And then we said, right, okay. Let's do another wedding then. So how did we get it? So we went on social media and we got a wedding. I said, well, 2000 is too cheap. So let's push it up a little bit. So yeah. we pushed it up a little bit. Pushed, kept pushing it up, pushing it up. Now we're taking between twelve and £15,000 for a wedding. And obviously she's absolutely ran with bookings now isn't she she's mm. even got bookings throughout the month of february yeah which she told us this week which is is quite astonishing for because it's an outdoor based yeah, wedding right. really isn't it a lot of the the day is yeah. spent outside even though there's the yeah. barns undercover so um it just goes to show really how popular the venue she's is she's very popular um but the whole thing is as much as anything else victoria volume is not the answer um, I'd rather have a high price and low volume than yeah. a low price and high volume. That way you make money. 
So, for, for, from somebody who is um, setting out on um, like a venue-based mm. business exercise like Celia on the farm, um, how, how do you ensure that from the outset that you're going to achieve sustainability? What are the things that you need to, to look at? Um, probably, <clears throat> first of all, they've got to have a business plan. Mm. Right, that's the number one thing, the business plan. Mm. And they've got to have some money to invest in the business. That's, yeah. that's the two things. They've got to have the right attitude to make this work. And they've got to have support. Now, family support is very important for an SME mm. because if you don't have family support, you're going to have conflict. Like, I'm away, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. Well, I thought you were taking me out for dinner. Mm. You got a problem then. So you've got to have family support. We, I wrote an article, uh, funnily enough, um, for the, I think it was for issue two, um, about how to get your family on board with mm. um, with diversifying because I think for a lot of traditional farming families that have done you know agriculture mm. and that is it or not very much else yeah. for years and years and years it's a, it's a big change of mindset isn't it to diversify and I think that is um, potentially one of the main stumbling blocks for people is well, family you see don't forget that farm's been there for over 100 years now Stephen hasn't done it why has he not done it? He's not done it because, well, the farm's always been here, so I've always done it like this. Suddenly, Celia comes along with her sharp brain. She thinks, you know, we could we could do something with this. So you need a fresh approach. To we we I mentioned in the article that farming connecting Wales have a really good system, where uh, and and they fund it. It's from the government, the Welsh government, where they'll uh, give you the money to go and stay on somebody else's farm yeah. for a week. And you can see yeah. what they've done, how they're running the business, how they've diversified. And, and like you say, I think it's, it, that's why farm diversity is here, really. Yeah. So if, if you can see that another business has been like you and they've diversified and they've made a success of it, it's, um, it kind of inspires people, doesn't it? You might not do the exact same thing. Correct. But it, it, I think it gives people a bit of courage to, yeah. to take that leap. I mean, it, it, it's a bit like me with Celia. I mean, Celia will listen to me. I don't tell her what to do, but she'll listen to the question that I've got, and 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 she'll make her, her own choice because yeah. I'm challenging her all the time. So, if somebody is looking at a, a, an events-based business like this, where can they turn to for some help with funding? Well, if it's in the northwest, they could look to Boost Lancashire. Mm. Um, their Boost Lancashire <coughs> um, is run by the council. By um, the chap that runs it is uh, Andrew Leeming. Oh yes, yeah, Andrew. Andrew. Yeah, um, and he's a very switched on guy. And Andrew's the one that would probably maybe help out there. Um, or the other one that I originally went through was Community and Business Partners. Uh, they're based mm. in Blackburn. Uh, they're funded by the European, so oh, they, right. they they go out and get um, grants, and then they'll they'll then fund the grants out to people. They'll go out looking mm. for businesses. Mm doesn't matter whether it's a farm or whatever, they'll go out looking for businesses because they've got, their job is to take that money that they've been given and invest it in these businesses. Mm. And then they have, a, they have a list of mentors mm. and then they will send out an appropriate mentor that they think is right for that business. Mm.
So if you're looking at diversifying your farm and need some help to do this, find your local business hub and seek out a mentor. Now could be the best time to explore your options. And with some guidance from those in the know, you could capitalise on your farm when an extra income is most needed. To find out more about Celia's diversification journey, buy her book, Why Put a Bowtie on a Llama. It charts not just her journey, but advises on how to run your business once you've diversified. To sign up for your free copy of Farm Diversity magazine, just visit farmdiversity.co.uk.